Whipper. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Do you know how to walk? Do you know how to dance? You ever dance with the dead? Uh, welcome everyone to another episode of This Week in Salsa. This is the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, salsa. Uh, each week we interview one of the best salsa dancers or someone in the salsa dance community uh, to learn their story and how they evolved as a dancer, uh, their challenges along the way, and of course impart their dancing knowledge, their passion to you, the listeners. Uh, and I want to talk briefly about me personally. I started this podcast because, like many of you, I experience different plateaus in my dancing uh, where I feel like I'm not improving and not motivated to get out there and continue mastering my craft. So what I realized was that I would consistently get me out of these plateaus was really simple. Uh, I would have conversations with others who are passionate and knowledgeable about salsa. This this really seemed to have a contagious and extremely positive effect on me as a dancer. So this podcast is about having more of these conversations as part of my life. And I figured while I'm at it, why not record it, share it with you so that hopefully the contagion will pass on. So with that being said, I'd like to introduce today's guest, uh, Daniel T. Tarosa from uh, Salchata Media Block, as well as Daniel T. Photography. So Daniel, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Daniel, I want to start by just introducing yourself to the listeners. Let's just talk a little bit about your history, man. How do you get involved in this community? You're, you're pretty well known, at least here in the Southeast, and uh, beginning to be inter uh, known pretty well internationally as well. So just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, uh, I've, I've never actually, you know, been in a salsa scene before. In fact, if you can rewind back to my days and starting in January 2011 uh, at a local club scene in Jacksonville, Florida, um, you know, you know, basically I just wanted to kind of like wind down and have some fun. And, and I saw this female instructor, uh, you know, teaching all these moves and, you know, it was a new concept for me. And I see all these, um, you know, these people on the sidelines, you know, they're all, you know, following her craft, some of her techniques. And I was like, okay, that's a pretty interesting concept. Um, you know, I took a took some pictures uh, here and there, you know, just to kind of um, remind me that, uh, you know, I definitely want to come back because, again, it's, again, it's pretty new to me. And one time, I uh, never thought about taking pictures of these people. Uh, so I use one of my old point-and-shoot digital cameras, uh, you know, which is probably almost in decline now. And then I decided to, you know, come back the following week and a week after, and it's been pretty much consistent now that, okay, you know what, I wanted to bring something a little bit more professional, excuse me, even though I was still kind of amateurish at that time, uh, you know, so I started taking a lot of pictures and uh, showing to these people, um, you know, that type of stuff that they're doing and they liked it. And, and so um, months later, I, okay, I kind of delve into buying more equipment to make, make the quality of pictures better. Uh, and so, you know, apparently they started to, you know, recognize me. And of course I've been getting a lot of messages and calls and, asked me to cover uh, 
certain events. Uh, and then around September of 2011, my first breakthrough uh, came, came into fruition. And that was held in Tampa International Salsa and Bachata Congress, which was the first ever Congress that was uh, ever hosted there. And um, a one of our um, one of our veteran salsa, um, not exactly an artist, but he he also dances. But his name is Joseph Nones. Uh, he introduced me to uh, the directors of uh, that event. Uh, gave me an opportunity to take pictures, uh, especially uh, especially the people uh, performing on stage and to entertain the audience. And I was there um, taking a bunch of pictures. And I remember at that time that I took about unprecedented amount of, uh, like, say, 800 pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was quite that was quite plenty. But you know, I, it kind of gave me that sort of a happy remedy to take more pictures of the people sitting down and. And next thing you know, there's like, uh, you know, the, the, the salsa portion, I'm sorry, the social portion that took place after the performance. So I partake in uh, dancing for like probably 30 minutes and then went back to taking pictures again. And was there any kind of like rhyme or reason for the pictures? Because you took 800 pictures. Were you looking for anything specific? And I'm always actually kind of curious about this when I go to events because I feel like uh, the photographers tend to gravitate towards certain people. I don't know if there's something that you specifically are looking for when you're taking pictures. Like this couple is having a lot of fun. Uh, they're high on technique or just kind of trying to encapsulate the experience for your later on your viewers of those pictures. Like what's your what's your approach with that? You know, that's a good question because I, I never, I, I never thought about that. And you know, all I did was just, just taking a bunch of pictures, and and of course with a, with with variety of what you, what you just said, uh, I think that I think what got what got me is the maybe the blue proportion of the people having their expressions. I don't know, tend to be a little bit more whacked. And then um, one one thing that. Uh, uh, captured my attention is you know the the styling the styling and you know the the substance of the dancing between uh couples so i basically kind of fixated on taking more of that um you know nowadays it's like you know it's just more like okay you, you, you there's that spontaneous moment that you have to capture where it just right. you know picture into words where people will then remember for almost a lifetime per se uh so, you know, all these uh, all these congresses and festivals that I've been gone to, you know, they they want something that they can remember. And mm -hmm. for me to be somewhere somewhere within the crowd, that's where I was able to capture most of that. And you know, they like the fact that I, I just kind of gave them like a some sort of a motivation because um, one time I think I I kind of give them a little bit of wink, you know, just to kind of kind of um uh help them to do some more of their whatever moves they have or they've learned and apparently they they liked it even more uh, i mean that's about that's yeah, about tell, it. Me, tell me about some of the congresses you've been to because you were one of those guys that you're very well known here in the southeast you do a lot of work here in the southeast 
But then I saw you were in, um, where was it, Indonesia, I think, Singapore, I know you were in recently. I mean, tell me about, give me a, a general idea of the different congresses, the different events you've been to and what different countries. And then I want to know the differences that you've seen, right? When you go to Singapore and you go to a Salsa Congress in Singapore or a Bachata Congress in Singapore, what are the differences between those events and the ones that you see with like the Orlando Congress or the Tampa Congress? That's... Um... Part of that is, I would say, is the music. Uh, I've actually met one of the DJs from Thailand and Tokyo that uh, played a different kind of bachata music. I mean, I've I've heard of Prince Royce, I've heard of Romeo Santos, you know, Hector Acosta, but I've heard like a, a Japanese type bachata, which yeah, is, I was going to say Japanese more... bachateros. Like what? <laughs> The music is so floating, you know. I can't, I can't, I can't even, you know. I, I wasn't digesting it at first, and the next thing you know, you know, when I keep hearing this music, I was like, okay, that's pretty new. And and the people that I've seen in Singapore were like, I don't know, they they've they've gone extreme in their bachata dancing, and I've seen very few people kind of like standing out there and relax. And I would say maybe about. 90% of the people were just dancing all night, you know, nonstop. You know, they were just, they're just having fun. Um, well, and, and that actually is something I want to talk about. I've said this a couple of times with a couple of different people that I've, that I've interviewed, which is that salsa, bachata, this Latin dance community, it's not like the McDonald's of dance, right? It's not where wherever you go, it's the same. It's standardized like ballroom is. It's where wherever you go, everyone has their own different take on it. They have their own music. They have their own way of dancing and interpreting the music. Uh, the common denominator is that we we all dance and we love dance. But it sounds like going to these different places, you have a lot of differences. And that that's part of the uniqueness of it. That's why people go to travel. If you're going to get the same exact experience in Orlando as you do in Singapore, then why the heck go to Singapore, right? Right. Right. Uh... You know, I, 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 I never thought about I never thought about covering um, Southeast Asian countries like Singapore and the Philippines. In fact, uh, you know, I was doing some research about those events, and I happened to reach out to those organizers, and uh, I've showed them my resume and a variety of work that I've done here in in uh, the congresses here in southeastern U.S. and they liked it, and they gave me a gave me a green signal to, to travel there and um, pretty much met a lot of people. Uh, now, Philippines is actually my home country. And, you know, part of that was uh, like a like a good good excuse for me to visit my family. And so, you know, I was able to spend about almost a month and a half there. But, you know, when I got there, it's like I spent about approximately 20 days getting to know all of these people dancing in, in the capital city of Manila. Um, and then when the Manila, uh, Manila and Boracay Latin Dance Festival took place, um, you know, I start seeing uh, people from other Asian countries, you know, started to come and have fun, uh, especially with the kickoff party. And then the next day, um, you know, th there were more people registering and in record numbers. I'm not sure how many. I, I would probably probably say around, you know, like 400 people at that time. Uh, so. You know, the the climate in Manila is just uh, unique. People were, were just so, I guess, so infatuated with more of a salsa dancing and actually samba. It's actually one of the popular, one of the popular um, dance um, 
approaches now in the Philippines. So, you know, people are just very supportive of each other. So, you know. and, and I don't know what depth of conversation you've had with people in these other countries, but what would you say, something I'm big about now is trying to improve my salsa knowledge, right? I, I just did a post yesterday, I published this, about Son Cubano and Son Montuno and how those have influenced this current salsa music as we know it. But have you found that people abroad, people in Philippines, Singapore, do they pay much attention to where this music came from? Are they more just about the dancing? Like, if you talk to people from New York, I know especially people from New York are all about the history, right? And where this came from, people from Cuba, same thing. Uh, have you noticed much of that? Or are they really just a lot about the dance? For my observation, it, I think it's just more about the dance. You know, they want to, they definitely want to, they definitely want to have a good time. But that's the, that's their bottom line. Singapore, um, I think they've learned a little bit of a musical history. In fact, uh, Many, many people that I know, they're, they're doing New York and L.A. style salsa, um, you know, salsa dances. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they probably learned some, uh, learned some of that history. But majority of the people that I've seen in both, uh, both festivals, pretty much about, you know, like the music that moved them. Right. So, you know, they, you know, they definitely had a, a great time. And for me, as a, uh, for me, as a, as a dancer myself, you know, I, I was able to, uh, make make a lot of friends and you know almost every day i've i've, I've kept in touch with the um, you know the organizers there and um you know they've been wanting they've been wanting me to come back which is going to be this actually this year uh that's gonna be that's gonna be a a very i don't know, I, I don't know how to i don't know how, how i can ex emphasize this but all i can say right now is just you know, I'm 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 just honored to be back to Singapore, you know, for this year, uh, which I'll be there probably for about two months because I'm covering both um, both events. One of them is going to be the dance Dancing with Friends uh, Singapore. That's the name of the organization that's going to take place uh, right in the beach resort in Sentosa, and then the, the other. The remaining month of December is going to take place in Bali, Indonesia, which I've never been there. So that's going to be my first time. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah. you know, of, of all these places that you've been to, what's your favorite Congress? And of those Congresses, why, why did it jump out at you? Was it the environment? Was it the performances? You know, what, what, what really struck you about some of your favorite Congresses? The environment. Yeah. And um, people having, you know, again, people having a good time uh, dancing, and you know, they, they, they're, it's just their, 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 their um, hunger for having to, you know, having to dance with with many people out there is just kind of that's what keeps keeps them going. Sure, I bet it's also when you get that that perfect picture, right? You know, when you get that picture that you know is just going to be great, uh, that that's got to give you a little bit of a jolt as a as a photographer there too. I mean. I'm curious, what do you have a, a Hall of Fame kind of reel of your favorite photos? And uh, we can link to them in the show notes here. But what are some that come to mind as some of your favorite photos that really capture some of the, these events? Ooh, wow. I mean, I know one time I captured the, the fun part in, uh, let's say, Orlando Salsa Congress or Atlanta Bachata Fest, especially the pool parties. People just, people like to, you know, they, 
I don't know. They want to be flamboyant about these things, so they, you know, they, they, their expressions is just sort of out of, almost out of touch. But at the same time, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, pretty exciting for them. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, the con- out of the congresses that I've been to, uh, I think it's just you know, people like to express themselves, you know, and they like to kind of bring out bring out the best of them i would say um usually doing the socials right so i mean you're you're doing something that i feel is absolutely critical we've talked about this before but if no one is there to document that these things are happening then the community stops growing there isn't that uh kind of again contagion i'll use that word so that contagion across facebook across twitter of seeing your friends and if you're not part of this salsa community or this dance community and you see your friends having a great time dancing, you won't ever get curious about it. You won't explore new things like like Latin dancing. So I think it's absolutely critical at every event, um, whether it's a small little social, with it, with, it's a big Congress, it really doesn't matter. There has to be documentation of these things happening uh, for the overall community to continue to grow. I, I imagine you'd agree with that as well. Yeah, you know, you know, pictures are pretty much pretty much uh, uh, the way to to uh, sp- spread the word out to many people out there. Especially maybe um, the sales servers that I've met that are pretty new to the scene, and they want they want to give it a, they want to maybe give it a shot and you know try it out, meet new people, and dance. So I think pictures pretty much uh, helps. Uh, inform our community especially in florida to you know that we have we have we have so many events each month and you know i think it's important it's important for for them to know that you know when you see these pictures it it just it it just kind of gives you that inspiration you know instead of being out of the loop it just it just tells you like okay okay you know what i want to i want to go there i want to i want to go to I want to go to Orlando Salsa Congress, which is about what uh, two, a month from now. A month away, yeah. I just booked my hotel. Yeah, man. Um, That's good. That's so good. I, I want to know more about you as a dancer. So where are you at with your dancing? I know a lot of times you're behind the camera for a lot of these these dance events, but there got to be times, man, where you you know put the put the camera back in the hotel room and have some dancing. Uh, tell me about your style as a dancer. Tell me about your evolution. I mean, where where would you consider your dancing at right now with salsa with bachata? Uh, just, just tell me where you're at with all that. Mm, I'm more of a bachata dancer. I hate to say it. Um, I did, I did dance salsa at one time around maybe 2011, and I guess it's like maybe a little bit fast for me. And apparently, one of my, um, well, one of the muscles that was, that's attached to my knee kind of pulled off, so it's, I had to kind of make make a huge sacrifice and you know transition to bachata. Uh, I've learned how to dance bachata through many instructors. Uh, in fact, even international renowned um, instructors, uh, you know, like, you know, Pablo Vilches of Madrid, Spain, um, Troy Anthony uh, and Georgette Alcocer of Houston, Texas, uh, you know, Jose Maldonado, which um, he and I, you know, we... You know, we became good friends. You know, he definitely loved my work. You know, he kind of taught me a little bit of, you know, bachata there. So is um, this mostly Dominican style that you're learning? Um, 
a little bit of that and I would say a lot of Moderna, Bachata Moderna. Um, I, I don't actually, actually know what that is. <laughs> well, it's just modern. It's not like, you know, like not like a whole lot of footwork uh, like Georgette was doing. It's just more, I guess it's just has to do with about with turns and some diffs. Uh, in fact, I've uh, seen one from Amar Marcano of Salsa Heat in Orlando, Florida. That's where I actually met him at the, the first ever Tom, Tampa International Salsa and Bachata Congress. And um, when I, every weekend, I start going to Orlando to, you know, to come to his events. And that's where I pretty much see most of that from him. And his now, his, his wife, you know, uh, Tessa. So they do a lot of that, um, turns and patterns. So, so cool. bachata, you know, it's just kind of, it, uh, actually, I, I do a little bit crazy. I, I go a little bit crazy with bachata. So whenever I dance with someone here in Jacksonville, people compliment me and I don't know, <laughs> I, I get, I get, yeah, I get, I, I get, I get shy a little bit, but you know, I really appreciate, yeah. I really appreciated the, um, the feedback that they've gave me. So yeah, they ask you for a second. That's, dance, what, that's, that's what you yeah. look for, man. Um, yeah, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, what you say about the knee? Uh, that's, that's something that I, I think I'm thankful for every day. You know, I'm thankful every day that I have the body to still be able to do this. And no, maybe I'll be lucky enough to do this until I'm 70, 80, 90 years old. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll lose a leg and I won't be able to do this anymore. But um, I think it's something that a lot of us take for granted, our, our bodies and what we can do with our bodies. And you know, that, that really doesn't last forever, you know. Um, but I, I think it's very smart, this transition you make into bachata. Um, it, it definitely is something that can be, um, can be danced, you know, with with really bad knees you know it, it really doesn't matter uh, i know that my knees kill me at the end of the night when i'm when i'm dancing salsa for three or four hours yeah um you know i've seen i've seen some few how do you call it i don't want to i don't want to say old people you know it's just kind of offensive <laughs> but i've i've seen very uh actually some portion of you know like say 60 60 and 70 year old people dancing bachata i mean that's amazing you know they they I guess they want they they want to make use of you know th that age and you know live a good life from there. So you know they don't they don't want to. I guess they don't want to like sit down and watch TV. So they'd rather sure. just kind of like okay, be so be sociable and meet the younger crowd, such as myself and others. And that's that's really admirable. Absolutely. Um, so you know, actually, go ahead. Ah uh, no, I I was gonna jump on a different tangent, man. I. I was doing some research on you. I saw that you are a math a mathematics major from Jacksonville University, right? So you got a little bit of the analytical mind. I'm wondering how that maybe has influenced how you've learned salsa and bachata. So having that kind of mind versus someone like me who is not analytical at all. Yeah, uh, I would say more of a technical aspect. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just my way of uh, using the camera to capture pictures. It's, uh, it's just more like that particular moment that people would like to see that, that that's probably out of their comfort zone. They like to see that. And that's where I'm there to kind of ca to capture most of it, especially in performances. So, you know, not like one of these typical twists and turns, but it's just more, how do you call it? Uh, just more of what they do. Maybe they do some slides or 
some little bit of tongue out, but I don't know. That's that's probably another topic to discuss. <laughs> gotcha. But all I can say, all I can say is just some some something that's out of their comfort zone. That's that's what I that's what I think. Gotcha. So one other question I do have is you had to have been at the coolest venue I've ever seen for salsa dancing uh, this past week. That was in Wilmington. I saw you on a battleship. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, wow. You know, yeah, uh, I was I was at the USS North Carolina battleship that was actually placed um, within downtown of Wilmington. It was hosted by uh, Wilmington Latin Dance Company. Uh, and, you know, I'm not sure how many people were there, but it was, it was packed and, you know, and, you know, the thing is, is that people were dancing on the deck and, you know, there's like a big, there's like a big gun aiming at them or not so much. <laughs> I thought it's going to be like, okay, if you don't dance, we're going to shoot you. But, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's an, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty interesting concept that, um, they brought up. You know, because, you know, Wilmington is actually a small town, you know, and the salsa scenes are just, are still growing. You know, right now it's just more like, okay, it's maybe in the middle, maybe the post-infancy of it. But uh, I, I've seen a lot of people. Hey, uh, sorry, I'll be right back, man, okay? Yes, yeah, sure. right back. Okay, the house was almost going to burn down. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so continue. Yeah. Uh, man, where was I? Uh, yeah, the, the battleship. The battleship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's actually pretty it's, it's it's pretty new to everybody too. You know, they've they've uh, uh, they've never actually they never they've never had a you know a dance scene that was taking place in a battleship, but it did. And it's pretty good. A lot of people came. You know they had such a good time. Um, big guns right right above the, right above their heads. You know, um, yeah. good thing they didn't didn't get hit <laughs> because it's about probably four or five feet higher than their usual usual height. But yeah, it was an incredible um, photo, man. Uh, when I saw the guns right there, like that. Yeah, that, that's Facebook profile material right there. I liked it. Yeah, I was. Um, you know, I use um, I use my cell phone to kind of capture that particular 
scene there and you know immediately posted it just to kind of let everybody know that you know it was it was it was held on a battleship and of course that'll uh let people know that okay that's that's gonna take place again next year so if you guys yeah. like it we'll, we'll gotcha. have it again yeah cool so you know the last thing i want to talk about is just the South community at large, the Bachata community at large, and what this community is going to really become, right? So we're right now, as of this taping, is June 2014. Um, where does this grow to? You know, is does this become where there are, you said, for instance, Wilmington, right? It's a pretty small community right now. Do these smaller communities continue to grow? Do we see the same with just larger communities really running the major congresses? Um, what, and maybe on a larger question, where do you think there's room for improvement, right? Where where can we grow and where should we grow as a community from, from what you've seen? Hmm. Well, you know, Nothing, nothing bad about you know Jacksonville. I mean, there's 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 been ups and downs. Um, you know, I think from what I've seen, it's just more of a complacency. You know, people are just too comfortable of what they have, and um, I wish there's I wish there's more of a idealistic approach. You know, from the promoters and even some instructors. Um, you know, you know, I've seen smaller smaller towns. Um, you know, Wilmington and, and, and Charlotte, you know, Charlotte's now doing phenomenally well, you know, because, because the instructors there are, you know, they put so much of themselves out there, you know, just to kind of reach out to a lot of people. And I mean, if that's the way they market themselves, I mean, that's good. You know, I, I, I just, here in Jasmine, it's like, I don't get the same feeling, you know, it's just, it's just kind of like, okay, it's been stagnant for so long now. <laughs> Uh, that's why I'm always out in diff to different cities, you know, like Orlando, Miami, Atlanta, and you know, people there are just continually supporting each other. So, you know, I wish we can say, I, I, I wish we, we can have some way to kind of revive that, you know, that type of feeling here in Jacksonville. So. Yeah, it's funny because Jacksonville is a huge city. I, I they always say it's the biggest city in America, as as far it as actually, it's the largest city in Florida. Like yeah, square miles. I mean, it's it's a huge city, and you'd think that it has a lot of resources, has a lot of interesting people. Seems like an ideal place, right by the water, to um to have a really thriving salsa community. And you know, I've been to Jacksonville. It's it's fun, but it's not necessarily on my you know, destination hotspot list of places that I want to go to dance. So I, I kind of agree with you on uh, on that sentiment towards there. Uh, there are times where I've gone and there have been some great socials there, but I haven't been to Jacksonville to dance in better part of three years. And I, I go out of town to dance, man. I go, I go to Tampa, I go to Orlando, I go to Tallahassee. So, um, you know, I think that each of these communities has their ups and downs as well. We've seen that in Gainesville too. You know, I, I think we're starting to go back on the upside, but for the past year and a half, two years, it's been kind of stagnant here as well. 
Um, I think a big thing that, that helps us with our community is that we just have a gigantic university at, uh, you know, at the University of Florida, you're always getting people coming in from Miami, from South Florida, a lot of people that are very talented dancers coming into the college and bringing that flavor into their dance style and getting exposed to what we offer and kind of combining that into something new. We've, we've just had some extremely talented dancers come through Gainesville that have, you know, no other reason to come through other than getting an education from, uh, from UF. So it's, it's a definitely an ebb and flow. I've, I've seen that as well. Um, but, you know, I, I think that for me, I would like to see some of these college towns begin to up their game, you know, have bigger events, better events. Um, the big cities, I think, will always have them here. But for me, it seems like these international places, especially in Europe and in Asia, are the ones that seem to really be growing quickly as opposed to here in the United States. Yeah, uh, um, I, I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, in I would say like somewhere in the middle of 2011, right before, right before I, I uh, went to Tampa International Salsa Congress, there used to be uh, here in Jack's Beach, just called Bachata on the Beach, like, you know, every other, um, every other Saturday night per se. And there were like tons of people were like flocking in and, you know, want to learn more about, you know, the, 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 the dance portion of it. And. Apparently it hit it t- it took off and now it's like okay we don't have that anymore <laughs> so we just go to these uh, usual um, Latin nights on every Friday and Saturday um, and that's where they usually hold their uh, you know their dancing environment so you know and of course we keep seeing the same people and you know I don't see much of a new ones so. Yeah. So the so it kind of gets it really gets stagnant, you know, from time to time. Right. So well, to to be continued, I guess, ma'am. Um, so just to finish up, I want to ask, uh, you know, are there any things that you're doing here in the coming months? I know you're probably traveling to a couple congresses. Uh, what's new with Daniel T. Photography? What's new with South Chata Media Block? Anything that you want to, you know, plug here to the the listeners as far as upcoming events that you're going to be at. Uh, upcoming events, uh, I would say a week and a half from now, I will be in Tallahassee Latin Dance Festival from June 13th to 16th. Uh, it's hosted by uh, Miriam Watkins of Tallahassee Salsa Dancers. It's actually uh, it's actually the second time for me to, to cover that event. And, and then a, a week after, it's going to be at the South Florida um, Bachata Freak hosted by uh, Jorge Sharun. You know, been... You know, he's been a great friend to me, uh, uh, a very passionate DJ. He plays great music. Uh, and there's going to be some several DJs like uh, Jose Suave Beats. You know, he used to be here in Jacksonville, but now he's in Orlando. And in, uh, his name has really um, been popular as well amongst other people. Um, and then a week and a half from the, after that, it's going to be Orlando Salsa Congress. That's one of the biggest salsa congresses in the country. And it's going to take place again at the World uh, Marriott World Center in Orlando, Florida. That's the, one of the biggest hotels ever in the country. Uh, and then after that, um, Charlotte Bachatas and Sal- uh, Salsa Fest, hosted by Jose Maldonado Pasofino and Skip Lopes. Um, Skip Lopes was the DJ in Charlotte. And that's going to take place on the 25th to 27th. A week later is Miami Salsa Congress. So... Uh, hosted by 
Renee Gates of Salsa Lovers and of course Jorge Sharon's gonna be there as well. And then after that, um, you know, it's gonna be. I'm not sure if they're gonna have a Tampa International Salsa Congress because I have not, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen any Facebook posts lately. But I'm kind of like waiting for my grand return in Southeast Asia again. That's gonna be by the last week of October, and I'm I'm going to cover the. Uh, Bangkok Salsa Fiesta, which is their 10th anniversary uh, in Bangkok, Thailand. That's going to be my first time doing that. And um, a week later, uh, it's going to be Manila, again, back to Manila and Boracay Salsa uh, Festival. That's in November, taking place in the November 20th. So, Hey, man, so I, I got some great advice for you. Check out Airbnb because it sounds like you're not going to be at your apartment in Jacksonville anytime soon. Get some good cash for that apartment. I'm telling you, man, it sounds like you're going to be a busy guy. Yeah, I, I will be busy. And, of course, you know, it's not just pictures that I'm doing that anymore. It's, you know, it's uh, to I, I have ways to kind of market myself uh, through, let's say, graphics design and coordinating, coordinating with um, with local businesses. You know, obviously, it's it's not about the dancing portion anymore. It's about maybe getting some sponsors, sponsorships to, you know, su- support my efforts, you know, and taking great pictures of people Absolutely. in general. So, so if, uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? I mean, mostly, you know, mostly, mostly Facebook. Uh, I, I get, I, I get, a, I get many messages on Facebook and of course, uh, most of the, t- most of the time, think of it as like a credit card debt that I had to kind of keep up with, you know? So it, it takes me a while to kind of respond to these messages, but a lot of people were just o- always interested about my travels and what what pictures that I need to post. Obviously, they're just kind of impatient about these things. So <laughs> the feeling of uh, the feeling of anticipation is very high, you know, in terms of like wanting to have these pictures posted. So. That, yeah. that speaks to how important pictures are to salsa dancers. Man, when you took a picture of us, me and my girlfriend, at the Orlando Congress, for the next, like, two weeks, she was asking, where is it? Why hasn't he posted yet? When is it going to post? It's just nonstop. Yeah. So it's it's important to people, man. And we, we yeah. had that picture that you took of us. I don't know if I told you this, but I use this site called Fracture where they print the pictures right on the glass. It was started by a friend of mine. But we had that photo that you got of us. We printed it right on glass, and we printed it out. We have it in our uh, our house, so... Yeah, you know, I forgot to mention that uh, you know, um, I I use these um, backdrops to, you know, basically when I take pictures of people, it's just kind of like okay, it's almost a magazine feel. So, you know, I've been I've been actually doing that a lot more, like a studio type shoot uh, during during the event, and you know, people like that, you know, because then they've never seen a photographer bring so much equipment that actually makes a difference. So, you know, so for me, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make that kind of breakthrough, take pictures, publish on Facebook, you know, and I guess the rest is history. Absolutely. Daniel, I appreciate the time, man. I really do. Uh, thank you so much for sp- talking with us today. Um, if anyone wants to get a hold of Daniel, message him on Facebook. And yeah. uh, with that being said, man, great episode. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate sure. it. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Salsa. If you enjoyed today's show, I would really appreciate it if you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And while you're at it, you can subscribe to us on Stitcher, like us on Facebook, and follow at This Week in Salsa on Twitter. And if you have ideas for blog posts, interviews, or if you just want to ask a question, feel free to email me at rob at thisweekinsalsa.com. Get down.